welcome to Cancer Conversations. I'm your host, Erica Matthews. I am a wife, mom, and wellness coach. I understand the trauma of getting a cancer diagnosis and the intense battle a person instantly steps into. This podcast is all about learning how to overcome adversity and how activating faith plays a key role in the outcomes we want to have. Each week, I will be bringing you education and inspiration, as well as interviews with other fellow warriors. Get ready to be empowered in your faith, mindset, and your health. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Cancer Conversations. I have another wonderful guest on this show, and her name is Jennifer Wright, And I'm just so excited that, you know, to hear someone else who is healed naturally. And I brought her on because I think you guys are going to love what she's going to share. And I just know that she's going to inspire you and you're going to learn so much from this episode. So Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. And I really appreciate this invitation and the opportunity to share because it's just really important that we get the word out to people that there is another way to deal with a diagnosis of cancer. And it doesn't have to be the way the mainstream wants to to give it to us at all. Right. Exactly. Yes. Well, so take us back to when you got diagnosed, you know, what you got diagnosed with and kind of just your whole story. Okay. Well, my husband's Dutch and last year, or no, it was two years ago, 2022, We were traveling in the Netherlands and on the way home from his daughter's, I had a V-neck sweater on and I reached up and I thought, oh, that's something that doesn't feel okay. You know, so I got home and I checked it out and thought, yeah, there's a lump here. Mm. But I thought "Eh, that's probably just a cyst or whatever. I just really didn't get a, you know, I was on vacation and I didn't want to get upset about it. So I got home, saw my physician. She said, immediately, you need to get in to see somebody. And of course, the medical system being what it was. It took me until December 1st to actually get a mammogram and an ultrasound. And I, and let's, let me just tell you right here, I wasn't one to get all my mammograms. I knew that they had radiation, so I didn't have a history of mammograms. And that was not, didn't make anybody happy in the medical community when I went to, you know, get a, try to get a mammogram. It's like, well, what is your history and whatever? But I, you know, didn't have one. So anyway, the radiologist came out and said immediately, this is not, doesn't look good. I went out and my husband and I cried in the car and went on to get a biopsy. And then it was around mid-December when my physician called me. And it's interesting. I've had a good relationship with this primary care doctor, but she said to me, look, you have triple negative breast cancer. And she said, I'm going to send you to an oncologist, a surgeon, whatever. And I said, well, you know, Kate, I'm not a chemo girl, you know? And she's like, so her response to me, get this, this is one conversation. I get the diagnosis. And she said, well, I'll tell you what. She said, if you don't do chemo, which is targeted treatment, she said, I, you can just follow up with me with for hospice and the death of dignity cocktail. Whoa. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that was pretty heavy duty. And I have yet to come back and see her, but I will. I will. I do plan to touch base with her, sit down with her as an education with her because yes. I Obviously, I triggered this woman with something, and I don't know what that was, but I don't want her to treat another woman like that. So I went in to see, didn't get any better. Information didn't get any better. I went to, then uh, it was December the 19th, I saw the surgeon, and she 
threw me a, and when I talked to her about, she said, oh, I hear that you want to be do natural. So she gave, she threw this, literally this, this threw it in my lap, this study about women who did natural treatments. Mm. I happened to have a research background. And so I looked at that and I thought, Mm-mm, no, this, I said, this study is five years old. And we know that the control group did uh, radiation and chemo, but what did the experimental group? but doesn't even have any information. So I said, this can't be replicated. This is not a good study. Well, that did not make this woman happy at all. People don't like people like me to ask questions. I also then went on the next day to see the oncologist who told me that, you know, this was the chemo they were going to do. I asked about side effects. I was concerned about my heart and because of the left side, you know, those kind of things. She said, basically, after I asked her several questions, she said to me, take it or leave it. So at that point, I mean, I knew my husband and I started to do, I, like I said, I have a research background. My husband happens to be uh, a programmer. We put together a huge database of information, everything we could find about triple negative and trying to get an idea of what was this looking like. Well, we found, you know, a lot of what they told us was lies. The With chemo, the uh, side effects were huge. Hospitalization was unbelievable. And also... So I knew that I didn't want a chemo brain. I didn't want to leave my husband, you know, have a wife with cognitive disabilities, which I knew I'd worked. I worked in rehabilitation all my life. So I had worked with so many people that had recovered from chemo. I knew what this looked like. Wow. One of the first things I did was I went to God. Yeah. And that was before even I went to see anyone, I went to a very deep session of listening. And the message I got from the divine creator was, you can heal yourself and no poison. I got that so very clear. And I knew, I knew in my heart that if I went against that, that it was not going to be good. Never, ever, you know, ever, ever do that. It's like, and God is not the doctor. So that was real clear for me from the very beginning. I was scared to death. There were days I couldn't speak. I was so scared, but I knew, and my husband would always remind me, you know, you can do this. This is the message you got. You have to stay with this. Mm -hmm. So that is, you know, really my point. So I I went ahead and got a lumpectomy because I knew my KI score, which is your proliferation rate, was 77% and 20 is considered high. So I knew that I was dealing with something really significant. And triple negative has, you know, very poor outcomes. It's not, but it, those outcomes are poor with chemo yeah, um, because, because there's no targeted, there's no target because you don't have any receptors. So it's one of the, you know, bad ones and all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of bad press that gets and all that, and a lot of scary stuff and all that. But it's like, you know, what I did was I went into this tunnel, I call it. And I told my husband, I do not want any information that's bad about triple negative. If you read it, you keep it to yourself. When I get through this on the other side, you can tell me about it, but you keep that to yourself. My belief is I'm keeping my eye on the target. I'm getting through this. So I found a really good naturopath in. January after my surgery. And that time was really scary. I interviewed a couple of naturopaths who were just still at like mainstream. I But this woman had reversed her own cancer 12 years ago. And I knew that was my woman. She was also a woman of faith. Yeah. And so I, you know, yeah, that's, that was my guide. So I started treating with her. 
And one of the things I did was an RCGG test, which is a, called the Greek test. You know, everybody's familiar with that, but we should have this in this country. Yeah. We should. But we had to pay out of pocket. And I'll just be honest with you here. We sold our house this summer to pay for my treatment. That's what we had to do because yeah. unfortunately, you know, they would have, my insurance would have paid 350000 for chemo and radiation until I died, but they would not pay a, an ounce towards natural treatment. So we had to put our money where our mouth is and downsize. I loved my home and I still mourn for it, but, you know, it is what it is. And I'm grateful, grateful for what I've had. So anyway, so back to my journey, I did the RCGG test, which goes across natural treatments and shows you what your cancer will respond to at that meeting when I, that we didn't get that done until March my even my naturopath actually kind of caved on me and she said you know my cells were low but the proliferation rate was still extremely high and she said I think maybe you should think about low dose chemo at that point I, I thought oh my gosh my naturopath is is bailing on me and so my husband and I said okay we're going to go home we're going to pray for the, about this for 24 hours we're going to and that's and we'll come together after 24 hours, and we will talk about, well, we both came to the same thing, the same conclusion. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And we're not going to do chemo. We're not, because the message was, no, we're not going to go back on what we heard, what we know. We're not doing that in spite of whatever these tests are or whatever the naturopath says or whatever. This is our path. So mm -hmm. I did, I drove to Vancouver in the winter. I had friends drive me from church. My husband drove me in a Jeep sometimes, the snowy, windy roads out over there, hour back, I spent, you know, I did hyperbaric oxygen and vitamin C, high dose, many other things. And I had mistletoe, you know, and I did a plant-based diet and I monitored my blood sugars every day. Very narrow diet. The thing is here, also I say I came to this as a very healthy woman. I'm not overweight. I had a good diet. However, I will just say here, what we always need to find out why as best we can, why did we get this? Well, I had a traumatic childhood, a lot of abuse, and that ran in my background noise all my life. Mm. And I had a lot of stress, extremely amount of stress when I was young and up until probably I was 30 years old, a lot of stress. Mm. So that kind of ran in my background. And I had to really do some really severe work on that. As well. And so that, as a result of that severe, trauma, I soothed myself with sugar. So I had a sugar addiction and I had to come to terms with that. That had to go and it went and went like that. I'll tell you, I asked for it to be released, gone, mm. no, gone. <clears throat> and so I monitor my blood sugars every day, according to any kind of carbs that I added to my diet and whatever, and, and monitored that. I don't know if you want me to go into all well, the treatments I did. I, I don't think it's that probably would be necessary. Great. No, but I think a lot of people are looking for to know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I did hyperbaric oxygen, the IV vitamin C. We did B17. I didn't do glutathione because that's not indicated for triple negative. Triple negative has a very distinct pathways. It follows methione. So you don't want to eat meat and certain beans or not beans, but nuts. So whatever your cancer is. You know, you really don't need to treat it on your own. You need to find someone who can really analyze the, you know, your pathways. And I used ivermectin because ivermectin lights up triple negative and allows it to be destroyed by the immune system. I used high 
IV curcumin, which came up on my RCGG test as a good one. And it's all, it also, the thing here is also chemo never kills cancer stem cells. So you have to look at what is going to kill the cancer stem cells. That's what makes your new tumors. And that's when you go through chemo, of course, your immune system is shot. So how in the world does it make sense that you could actually take care of that anyway? And that's why we have these huge occurrences because we don't, we haven't killed the cancer stem cells. Vitamin C, curcumin do. There are two things that do kill cancer stem cells. I used, I drink mushroom coffee every day. I took turkey tail mushrooms, still do. And I also decided to do around April, I decided to do THC suppositories. And I had a friend who grew it and another friend who made it into butter. And she also grew CBN or CBD, CBG. So those combos were and I looked at a woman who wrote my way as a book about it. She also had triple negative. And I thought that is my extra boost I'm going to need at that point in time after my RCGG test, still my high preparation rate. So I didn't get high or anything. You use make your own suppositories. And so in May, I took a signature test. This is a blood test that looks for circulating tumor cells. And when I got those results in June, then because I had the test in May in June, that showed I was no cells. Wow. Yeah. So, and I also did ASIC tea, which is a detox. Uh, I use that twice a day, still do. And, you know, again, it was about my diet and I did a lot of supplements. I won't go through all that detail of supplements. If anybody has triple negative breast cancer, there's a Facebook group called triple negative healing naturally. They have lots of files that give you those details of all those supplements because there is a ton of them. And they're expensive, but you know, again, I and, I and I'm so now I'm on a maintenance plan. I still have, I'm still on the same diet. I have allowed myself through the holidays to have a few treats here and there because I believe that I didn't get cancer because I had, you know, a few treats here and there. But I take everything seriously. I also use Rife. I had a really good friend from church, bless his heart who had a Rife machine, set it up for breast cancer. I used that twice a day. And then when I went to remission, I gave it back to him. I had another friend who loaned me a one of those personal saunas set up things, like in a chair with a and I used that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did, I mean, my, my life really revolved around this treatment for a long time. But on the other hand, let me say this, I kept my quality of life. Mm-hmm. I kept my quality of life all during this. So I participated in church. I'm on the church board. I babysat for my grandkids. I went camping with my grandkids. I lived a life. I was very disciplined and, and had to spend a lot of time. And I also juiced Chris Works juice, which is beets and celery and carrots and apples. And I put and I also put garlic in that and ginger in that, which is also very good for cancer. So I did a lot of stuff and my life really kind of revolved around that. But on the other hand, I was not sick, nauseated, any of that kind of stuff. And I lived my life. I didn't miss a day of my life, you know, lying in bed, sick or any of that kind of stuff. I lived my life and praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise Praise the the Lord is right. My gosh, well, congratulations on your healing. And I feel like stories like yours really empower others, you know, to show that it can be done because look at you, you know, so I love it. Well, before we even started recording, you had said something that I would love for you to talk about, you know, with the kind of like the mindset that it takes 
to do natural healing. Can you share about that? Yes. So my naturopath, and it was really interesting. She at Christmas time gave me a gift and she said, you are an inspiration to us and our patients because they would often pair me up with patients that were struggling. And I had many, many conversations encouraging people. They would give me their phone number, whatever I did, I did whatever I, I'll do it. But she said to me, I've only seen three people do what you've done. And they had three things in common. One, they believed in themselves. They didn't give their power away. Two, they believed in a higher power than themselves, the Lord. And three, they were disciplined. Mm-hmm. And not everybody knows those things. But you really do have to be disciplined. So I, you know, stuck to that path. And every day, you know, did what I needed to do. And I couldn't, I didn't vary from it. So that, that those three things are very, very important. And they're all doable. They're doable. Hey, I want to pause from today's episode and talk about an immune system molecule that has certainly changed my life, but is making a lot of waves out in the world. And strong immunity is my passion. And I truly believe that every single person needs to be using this molecule. It activates your natural killer cells. It makes your immune system 437% smarter. It kills cancer cells, and its main job is to help your body recognize a threat and then respond to it. Now, one of the great things about this molecule is if your body doesn't recognize where the problem is, it can't certainly fight it. So it's like this molecule points out where the problem is so it can effectively fight it. So if you are interested in what this molecule could do for you, go ahead and message me at hello at ericamatthews.co. All right, let's get back into today's episode. I couldn't agree more. And I love that you said the word discipline because it it is, it's like, it's a full-time job to, to heal. But like you said, your quality of life, it's like... We wouldn't have it if we, you know, would have done the chemo. So, and the discipline also included every single day when I get out of bed or the bathroom and I, you know, maybe do one or two things, but I immediately go to my altar every single day. And if I travel, I bring something with me that represents that altar. So that is something is that is discipline as mm-hmm. well. Yes. So yeah. good. I love that you're giving God the glory because he's the ultimate healer. You know, no mm-hmm. matter which way we go, it's him that's healing us. So, yeah. Well, I just want to commend you for standing up to your doctors because not everybody can do that. And I did, and I've done that. And I've had some very difficult conversations with my doctors, but they don't get to boss us around. I'm sorry. They don't get to tell us and speak death curses over us. And I hear about that so often and it angers me all the time, you know? So I just love hearing that you said, no, this doesn't resonate with me. You can't speak to me. And then you prove them wrong. So it's beautiful. Yeah. And I commend you as well on your journey because it's not easy. It really isn't. I mean, even with all that I knew and all the support I had, it's still when somebody tells you these things and they're really, yeah, we've been conditioned that this is the authority. And so- I, I really, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I, I already knew a lot going into it, a lot. And yet I still found, you know, gosh, it was hard. It was really, really hard. Yeah. 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 It's never easy going against the grain. That is for sure. No. But look at, you know, just the empowerment, right? And just, I bet you're so proud of yourself. 
Well, I, the look on the oncologist's face was just priceless, you oh. know, because all along he had just, he rolled his eyes at me. He was there because I had to have him. I actually went to Seattle to have to, because I couldn't find anybody in Portland, which is where I lived, to even follow me. So I found that this guy, he was integrated, supposedly integrated oncologist. He's great. He's a great guy, well-known, does low-dose chemo, but he all along did not believe in me. And so when I got those results, he said, you're zero cancers, you know, you have zero cells. And I said, well, isn't that what you told me that chemo would do? And he said, yes. And then he said, for the first time, he asked me, what are you doing? He never knew what I was doing. He asked me what I was doing. And he said, just keep doing it. But the look on his face was priceless. It really was. It was just like, he did not believe I was going to do that at all. I know he did. He did not believe in me. He did not. And he was there for a reason. He still is. He still gives me my signature test because, you know, he has to order them and whatever. But beyond that, yeah, he, you know, I'm sure it was cognitive dissonance for him, you know, because he was taught. The only way is this way. Yeah. So if somebody comes before you, it's like, you know, do you always think the world was flat and suddenly you don't ever fall off of it? It's like, whoa, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, I told him and I told him, I said, you know, God heals. Oh, so. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate that, you know, so many Western medicine doctors are so close-minded and, you know, even him being somewhat integrative, you know, they're just so set in their ways. And it's like, we need more people to defy the odds and more people to do what you're doing and and I'm doing and show them that, you know, my doctors, I don't even know what they think about me. I think they're pretty tired of me because I'm like, I just get my monthly tumor markers and scans when I, you know, feel like I need them, but that's not not very often either. And they just kind of let me alone. And it works. So, yeah. I don't make money on you. You got, I mean, I work in this business. It's a right. business. And so th- one of the telling tales was that I, when I did my RCGG test, I actually went ahead and did the chemo portion as well. I thought my naturopath encouraged me in case, and you know, I, and I'll have to be honest with you. I had thought at that time, if things went south, I might consider low dose chemo. Yeah. As time went on, I realized, no, I would die first because God, told me no I would die first I would not do that but anyway the chemo that came out of that was not the standard chemo and so I asked my oncologist about it he said no we would not the insurance would not cover that therefore it told me that the chances of my chemo even being successful were probably low you know that's what happens I actually met a woman two weeks ago in my oncology in my naturopath's office very very sad woman with triple negative they wanted me to talk to her. She had had five different chemos and none of them worked. And then it metastasized to under her arm. Hmm. She had a 13-year-old child at home, had four children, 13, one still at home. And I thought, I mean, because it, when it metastasizes, that's not good. I mean, there, it still could be treated. There's a lot of things you can do, but it's like, you know, but that was, that told me, yeah, it's it's hard to treat. And you know, they were not willing to pay for what would have worked in chemo. So I could have been one of those failures. And I realized that mm-hmm. um, because they want to pay for what makes the most money. It's investment driven and all that kind of stuff. Plus, you know, don't fool yourself to think that these oncologists make a tremendous amount of money profit on every chemo drug they give you. So 
you know, it's almost like, I mean, I, my husband had said to me, he said, it's like you were being sold something. You know, when people lie to you about something that they want you to do, then you're being sold. You're being sold. And it's really sad because most people don't realize that your doctor, in this environment, you, you, in, there's no other environment in medicine that's probably this way. You could go in with any other kind of disability or whatever you have, autoimmune disorder, you, you are not going to probably be sold something like you are when it comes to cancer. And most people are not prepared for that. It's a sale. It's like buying a car. You know, we want to tell you all these good things. We will not tell you any of the bad things or anything, you know, and they'll lie to you. They told me that, you know, I'd have a 95% chance of it coming back in a year if I didn't do chemo. And I looked at their studies. That was not even true. That was not true at all. And that's really sad because we've been so programmed to trust our doctor. I mean, and shouldn't we be able to? I mean, shouldn't we be able to trust our doctor? And no, we can't. Mm-mm. Not with cancer, you cannot. Nope. You've got to. You've got to either do your own research or find somebody to do it for you and be your advocate for you. You know, a lot of people don't have that ability. I, I recognize that necessarily to, to know. Like I happen to have a, a research background, but you can get somebody who can. You can start to learn and, and, and build. And the other thing, there's no hurry. When you have a diagnosis, they really want to scoot you right in right now. There is no hurry. This cancer didn't develop overnight. And you need, to, and Chris Ward talks about that. You need to take the time. And that's when you pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that you just said that because that's how it was for me. It was like, you've got to move quick, quick surgery, chemo, radiation. And because I was under that spell of fear, right? When I got diagnosed, I went with their flow for a little bit. And when I almost lost my life in the hospital, that's when I uh, started to wake up. Yeah. My story is crazy. I'll, I'll share it with you. I'll send you the very first episode, but yeah, I just love that you're saying that I completely agree with it. Be your own advocate. You know, don't put your doctor on a pedestal, you know, no matter how amazing they are because they're humans and humans make mistakes. They are not Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, right? But what I want to say is I personally love that you stopped and you said, I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to hear what he wants me to do because whatever he says to do, he is not going to lead me wrong. He will not lead me astray. And look at you now because you waited on him. You said, Lord, uh, this is bigger than me. I I need to hear from you. And he spoke to you and that's, so I do a lot of coaching with people and if they are a believer, that is the main thing that I am preaching all the time is you've got to get a promise from God's word to stand on, because if you can hear from him, then that's going to change everything for you because it just, it only matters what he says and how he directs you above anything else. It doesn't matter even what the outcome is going to be or, you know, what a statistic is in regards to your cancer, who cares? God is above that all. He really is. Exactly. Which is why I I knew that if it was my destiny to die, that I would do that. Yeah. I would have to be true to that because otherwise that would be going against his will. Oh, I love that. Powerful. So good. So how long from diagnosis to get completely, you know, no evidence of disease? Well, you know, I was diagnosed in December, but I didn't start treatment really to the 1st of February, I did, you know, I had a surgery in January last year, because I, you know, it's the holidays. So really, I mean, so if I went, so I had February, March, April, May, so four months, four months of treatment before I went NED. 
but you know, that's six months from diagnosis. But I, you know, I didn't do any, I didn't, you know, again, I took my time. It was through the holidays. I took advantage of that and delayed. And then I knew I needed to get the surgery. I, I thought that this does have a, a proliferation rate and I could feel it growing. I knew, and it grew quite a bit. And so I, I knew I needed to get that out. And then once it got out, then I started, you know, I found my natural naturopath and started that treatment. So really, you know, four months of treatment, really, really strict, you know, path on those four months. It was really disciplined. (laughs) The word you use, I love that the word discipline. I think so many times the word discipline has such a negative connotation, but it's actually the beautiful thing. If you know, it's structure, right? It's boundaries. It's to keep us on track. So it's a good thing, you know? Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah. So do you have any like healing modalities like vitamin C, anything that you continue to do now, or is it mostly yeah, diet? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I still have, I have a, I mean, I have a box full of supplements that I take every single day mm-hmm. uh, and I still do ASIC tea because it's a detox. I use that twice a day. I'm doing high dose vitamin C every other week, once a week, every other week. And that. And I don't do any of the other ones, curcumin or anything. I, I just do vitamin, the vitamin C and hyperbaric oxygen once a week. And I still stay on my diet mm-hmm. and uh, exercise and um, pray every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a group I meet with once a week and we pray for an hour, Yeah, which is great. And we all through this, they prayed with me. And so we pray for other people, we, you know, but it's also was a very powerful thing for me through this as well, you know, to have that group that I prayed with. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, sometimes people underestimate the power of prayer, but it's um, everything. <laughs> and that's the other thing, you know, when I had my surgery, I was really blessed. I had a woman, my surgeon was a woman of spirit as well, in spite of the fact that she was all negative and she was. And the most beautiful thing was we sang Amazing Grace as I went under. And it was, I'll never forget that. It was just beautiful. We sang wow. that together. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. That's so cool. So going back to Chris Wark, did you know about him like before you got diagnosed or did you find him like during? You know, I was aware of him kind of peripherally because I mean, I'll be honest with you, I watched a lot of the Truth About Cancer episodes and I've always been interested. I mean, I have always been interested in a natural approach to health. I'm also trained as a herbalist. Mm -hmm. So I was peripherally aware of him you know, his work and a lot of other people's work, but I was not very, what well, the thing was, I, I wasn't well-versed on breast cancer. You know, I, I knew in general about cancer, about detox, the liver, about, you know, lifestyle. I knew, and so I lived a healthy lifestyle. You know, I mean, in fact, my husband said to me, geez, I, I just don't see how you got it because you, you're the one that's always so, you know, but yeah. So then when I got, when I got the diagnosis, I had a really good friend of mine who gave me Chris Wark's book. And that, you know, was really helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know why you got the cancer diagnosis in the first place? Well, like I said, I, you know, I believe that it was due to um, several things. The stress of my early life that ran in my, ran in my background, which was more, was you're not worthy. You're not good enough. You're not, you know, and, and even though I was, you know, in my, my conscious mind, I didn't believe that, you know, I was a successful person, whatever, but that ran in the background and I soothed myself all the time with the sugar addiction. And that's kind of what, if you look at trauma, that's what we do. It's alcohol, it's sugar, it's whatever. So I, I, I was addicted to sugar. 
I also had, um, you know, a really stressful life. I didn't sleep a lot. I had, or I had, you know, just some insomnia. So I think those were the things that contributed to it. I also had an autoimmune disorder two years prior, which I healed with the Lord as well. And my rheumatologist said, how'd you do this? I'm like, well, you know, you never deal with things on a physical level. So during that, so that I had an autoimmune disorder and they wanted to give me steroids. And I said, no, I'm going to go a natural route. And I turned that around in a year and they said three to five years, but it caused huge inflammation in my body, huge. And I think that was the precursor for this. Because if you look at the research, Autoimmune and cancer are you know, like twins. They, they really go hand in hand. You can go from cancer to autoimmune and autoimmune to cancer very easily because of those inflammation. Mm -hmm. So I think that contributed to it as well. So it's kind of like, and, and if you look at, there's a great book called Cancer is Not a Disease. It is so good. It talks to you about what cancer really is and recognizes how, you know, when you're under stress, when you have this, you know, you have these negative messages that are from childhood, whatever, they actually decrease the oxygen that you have in your cells. And that is how cancer starts, you know, in a deoxygenated environment. So it's a no brainer there on that one. And honestly, if anybody had a diagnosis, that's the book I would always start with, along with Chris Wark's book. And if I would have had that early days, I wouldn't have been near as scared as I was because it really explained you clearly how cancer starts and what it is. And it also really is clearly shows you why conventional treatments don't work on a cellular level. It's about the mitochondria mm -hmm. of the body. Um, so yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So powerful. I'm like you, like in the beginning, God put it in my heart not to do the chemo. I was actually scared when I would see someone with no hair, I would get so triggered and bothered like, oh my gosh, that could be me. And then as I just, you know, followed the voice of God, I soon was like, oh, I don't see a lot of success, especially with stage four ovarian cancer, people who are doing the chemo. And so, you know, I wasn't going to be just like, oh, I'm just going to hope that it works for me. And I'm not going to turn out like everybody else. You know, I just began to do my research and I was like, no, I'm not doing it. So uh, bless you for work. Yeah. I, I really, really, I really, yeah. I don't have the energy to do what you're doing. I wish I could, because I really feel that, you know, I'm just doing it, you know, on a, you know, as people come to me and I ask every morning in prayer, you know, bring to me who needs to hear my word. And, and that's what I do. And, and I just do as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My husband said, you should write a book. And I said, no, there's enough books out there. It's a lot of work to write a book. And I really feel like there are three different books that are written about healing naturally from my type of breast cancer. And I don't feel like I have enough, you know, I really don't. I mean, I feel like I can help people more on a one-to-one -one basis than I can mm -hmm. by writing, a, spending that time writing a book. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So what but do you I'm, do now with your time? What? So what do you do now with all your time? Well, you know, I'm a real creative person. I garden. I am retired. I had to retire after my autoimmune disorder. I just couldn't work. So yeah, I do some volunteer work and food bank and I do a lot of craft work. I crochet and knit and I do, I'm an herbalist. So I make herbal remedies and things for people and Aww. most of the things I give away and yeah, just, yeah. And you, you have a fresh outlook on life. Yes. And I, and I think that's the thing you probably recognize this as well. I feel like you know, I went through some really kind of, I call some dark, not dark times, but after I went through and was, you know, felt like I went through this and whoa. And then I kind of went through this time where I felt like I was walking through molasses, like, who am I now? What am I supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. So I'm still trying to figure that one out. I, I feel like I'm a new person. Yeah. 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 You walk 
walk through fire. You know, you really have. You walk through fire. And a lot of people that I, you know, used to be in my life are no longer in my life. Not because they're bad people, but it's just like, I, you know, that they just, it doesn't work anymore. So, totally. Yes. Yeah. 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 You've completely evolved. You've completely changed and that's okay. And I think a lot of people will feel bad because, you know, letting go of relationships that aren't serving them, but it's like, you know, you have to focus on you and do what's best for you and follow the Lord's leading. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I have loved this conversation, Jennifer. I'm so excited. Congratulations on your healing and thank you for giving so many people hope. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing. Thank you for listening to the show. My prayer is that the podcast encouraged you and filled you with hope. If you loved what you heard today and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. To catch the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Erica Matthews and join my Hope and Healing for Cancer Facebook group. Remember this, anything worth having takes work. See you next week for a new episode.